Hey, I'm Fred. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ant. And this is Create a Generation. It's odd, but the shutdown of the industry is what really made my channel take off. And I don't know if I'd be in the same position if I hadn't had that, because uh, it gave me a chance to kind of sit back and look at, you know, what do I watch? What do I want to do? Uh, rather than just doing things because everyone else is doing it, and I think that, oh, I think I need to get this done. All right, Fred, what are we doing this week? This week, we're chatting with Emma from Emma Cruises, a YouTube channel dedicated to, well, everything to do with cruising. It's fair to say I'm not the biggest fan of cruises and cruise ships, but I'm a mega fan of Emma's channel. And that's because her content is so good. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Generation. The entire crew is here. I'm Ant. We've got Phoebe, Frederico, and last but not least, not part of the regular crew, but our guest this week, Emma from, oh, what a mental block. I've actually just totally good. England. <laughs> from England. Yeah, from England. Can't tell from England. my accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've got beige uh, brain. Oh, yes. I do. Um, and Emma <laughs> is from the YouTube channel, Emma Cruises. So, and as you can hear, Emma is in the UK. So welcome, Emma. Um, it's evening <laughs> here. You. It's morning there. We're in the upside down world. Um, yeah. a professional mm. outfit. Got it. Mm. Should I do that again, team? Who's <laughs> that? I like it. It's, it's not. It's not completely abnormal. No, no, you, it's not. This is a, it's for, a, for, for all, all, all for Emma who who has listened to most of the episodes of Creator Generation, all hundred and <laughs> almost hundred and ten ish. Um, I should know better than that. I do cook up cook up most introductions. So, um, Emma, you're a YouTuber. You're all about cruising and creating videos about YouTube. No. God, now I'm cooking it up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Creating YouTube videos about cruising. Um, mm-hmm. You do a better job than that. Please. You're the professional of, of this Please. Stuff. Who are you Please. and what's up in? Okay. Right, so I'm Emma, I'm from the UK, and I make videos about cruise ships, so ocean cruising, river cruising, um, I try and show people how much fun cruising is, that's what I do on my channel. <laughs> Thank you, Emma, and do you right now regret agreeing to be on this no, podcast given Anne's terrible performance? This is fabulous, I love it. <laughs> I, I have I have to say it though that is probably the worst I've ever seen him. Oh, ever. it's pressure. I mean, he's quite bad, but this this is terrible. <laughs> I apologize. Oh gosh. Anyway, but I think what we should do let's let's launch straight into it. Let's let's start by saying like how did you get into it? How did you get into YouTube? How did you start talking about cruising? Mm-hmm. So I took my first cruise when I was eleven years old. So my family did a big cruise every kind of two or three years. Maybe we would take a cruise. And I just knew that that was fun. I just thought that was something, something cool. I didn't question it. Then I was about, I don't know, 19 and I tried to take my friends on a cruise and I got met with this wall of like, oh, that sounds so boring. Oh, that's like the Titanic, like these ridiculous things I'd never thought about. Um, So I started writing originally and I started a YouTube channel just because it was easier to show some things. You know, if I wanted to do a view from a sailing or something, I had a YouTube channel for a couple of years just as a place to store stuff. And then I started kind of moving into cruise tips, cruise ship tours, cruise cabin tours. Then the industry shut down for over a year. So I had to um, pivot there. <laughs> um, before we go on, I want to ask, you said people think it's like the Titanic, but <laughs> in one of your recent videos, someone asked you about one of your cruise ships actually hitting an iceberg. Did mm-hmm. it actually hit an iceberg? 
Yeah, I think that it's not like a Titanic situation. <laughs> it's a very small piece of ice. It's not even classed as an iceberg, I don't think. Um, but a ship did hit oh, some right. ice, a tiny, and it, it's fine. But obviously the newspapers are like, yeah. Titanic too. It's fine. It sailed on. It was okay. Um, yeah, everything gets compared to the Titanic in my space. It's, it's a long time ago. It's 100 plus years ago. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> Right. I mean, as someone who's not really uh, au fait with, with cruising, um, mm -hmm. does, don't ships now have this ability to avoid ice and obstacles generally? Yeah, normally they do, yeah. But I suppose a small piece of ice, it just bounces off. You know, this situation was in Alaska somewhere. Um, it was fine. It's not a big deal. But yeah, that did happen. Well, I guess, I mean, the first thing I guess we should ask about cruising is, do you, do you often get from people that, they think cruising is actually meant for older people or it's interesting so i'm from the uk but most of my audience is from the us and depending on who i speak to which country they're from if i speak to someone in england they say oh that's so boring that's for old people that's uh, people playing shuffleboard on the deck and that's what they think it is if i speak to americans particularly if they're from you know florida or somewhere they think oh that's drunk teenagers that's spring break that's party kind of cruises which oh it is that, and it is the other end, but it's literally everything in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I, I was just, we were talking before we started recording, and I found you uh, fairly randomly, and I just watched one of your videos. Like, I was just curious about the type of uh, river cruising, mm -hmm. and I ended up watching, I think, like 70 <laughs> more videos after that. Um, and I, well, I've learned a lot about cruise ships now, things I, I actually had no idea about. And it's so fascinating. It actually is a really fascinating world, isn't it? And there's so many aspects to it. Mm -hmm. It's. I think I have a lot of audience that are just interested. When I started my channel, I thought, right, this is going to be tips for people who want to do this and that. They want to stay in this cabin, so they're going to look at it. And that's kind of where I started. But it's not at all. It's the same way, you know, if I look at what I watch on YouTube, it's probably not things I'm ever going to do. And that's why I'm watching them. Uh, mm -hmm. So I have a lot of people who are just... What is it like in that cheapest cabin? Or, you know, I didn't yeah. know they had to, uh, on a river cruise, sometimes they close down everything on the top deck. They flatten everything down to go under bridges. Why would you know about anything like that? It's just interesting, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've, I've been one of those uh, people outside of cruise world, and it yeah. is another world. Like, I've always been, like, just from a very long distance, seen it. And that's about as close as I've gotten to it. But then watching your channel and um, a couple others actually in the, in the space, um, it, it is a different world, right? Like it is a completely different eco like world, both mm -hmm. the people who yeah. go on cruises, the ships, the people who work on them. So is that like, is that something that you, like that's kind of what you're alluding to with like people are just interested in this, the space. Like, I think like, so. Yeah. Curious. I think, yeah, there's so much variety. There's, you know, 300 mainstream cruise ships sailing right now, however many cruise lines. Um, for me, the job is kind of finding the right ones for the right people. If you want to do the formal Titanic ballroom dancing, there's cruise lines for that. If you're someone who never wants, you always want to wear your jeans, just eat when you're hungry, there's cruise <laughs> lines for that. That's the struggle. You know, it's, it's putting people in the right, um, the right places. But I try and show people things so that, it's not not every cruise line is for everybody and I wouldn't pretend that it is and sometimes I get comments that are like oh you just saved me thousands of pounds because there's no way I want to do that yeah. that's good I think yeah. <laughs> you know 
Absolutely. So, so do you, so how does it work? Are you sitting there researching cruise lines and you have a wish list of things you'd love to do? Are you choosing different things thinking I'll show this kind because somebody might be interested in that or is it purely based on like your desire and what you want to do? It's, it's kind of a mix for me now. Like I'm in a good place where, you know, I've convinced some of my friends that they want to do cruises. So sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, recently we did a, a 90s themed cruise together, which was so much fun. Or, that. you know, my that. family still cruise occasionally. I'll go with them. Or, yeah. you know, some of them are ones I've chosen just because I want to do them. But then sometimes I'll do really random things because I know, you know, people are interested in it. It will make a good YouTube yeah. video. So. I just got back from a trip on a a ferry, and I I always go away from ferries because uh, ferries. But it was a ferry that holds two thousand eight hundred people. Like it's the biggest. It's as big as a cruise ship. Um, and we did a cruise from Sweden to Finland and back. And that was a hundred percent just because it's just interesting. It cost twenty two euros. Nothing was included. Like thought, you know, this is a good story, and I get to find out, which is always, you know, that's fun. <laughs> I love that. So with a ferry, you can't sleep on it? What's the difference between a ferry and a cruise ship? Uh, there's, there's a lot. There's a difference between a ferry and a cruise ship. I think if you looked at the categories, this would be... I mean, it has a car deck with cars on it. Like, I think that makes it... That's what I would say makes it a ferry. Uh, but we stayed on, so we had like an overnight cruise. It's basically, if you if you live in Sweden or you live in Finland and you want a cheap party weekend cruise on a ferry where drinks, you know, duty-free, mm. <laughs> that's what they tend cool. to do. Um, wasn't really a cheap weekend for me because I had to fly to Sweden. But, you know, <laughs> it was really interesting. But yeah, ca- cars on there, you could do, you know, one night, one night and back. You could stay on there for a week if you wanted. Um, it's more about the kind of transport on a ferry rather than the, you know stuff i didn't obviously mean to insult you by asking that question but the reason (laughs) i did is that we we in australia have i don't know if we still have this we used to have this boat that used to go between melbourne which is sort of at the bottom of mainland australia Mm -hmm. and tasmania Mm -hmm. which is a little island south of australia the mainland of australia that is (laughs) um and it had this what what i think is a cruise ship but it it's filled with cars the cars park at the bottom and then there's like a proper cruise ship on top and it ferries back and forth so (laughs) is that a ferry like it's in the... That's only a cruise ship with a car loading area. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, that's a, so that's a, the spirit of car, it's a ferry. You don't normally get cars <laughs> on cruise ships. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you can't normally bring a car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we know that cars are pretty much dealing with like, ferries it. and cruise. Yeah. Okay, got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, okay. Let's let's get back to the the YouTube side mm-hmm. of things. Okay, so what made you decide that you wanted to start like a YouTube channel around cruising? Mm-hmm. For me, it was kind of like. You know, if I try to describe to someone a cruise through words or through writing, I started off just with a written kind of blog. There's no way you can get an idea of scale or, or anything like that. And I'd show people yeah. footage and they'd say, oh, my goodness, that's inside a cruise ship. Yes, it is. Um, and I understand why people are nervous about going on a cruise because it's a big, you know, you have to pay for the cruise, give a week of your life or however long. And there's no way to kind of try before you buy it. Um, So I tried to make videos that would kind of give people as close to a preview as I could. And that was kind of where I started. And I think it does work. I think people are interested in a, you know, I'll come along and see that's really not for me. Or maybe I'd like to do that. Do you ever get boat sick? I do get seasick, yes. I do. I do. do. But so I'm the type of person, like, I can't go backwards on a train. I can't sit in the back of a car. If I'm going in the car for more than an hour, I'm taking 
travel sickness medicine, but I don't go on a cruise assuming I'm going to get seasick. Like I have been seasick before when we've got caught in a storm or, you know, something bad happens, but a normal cruise, you do not feel, you do not feel the movement. Um, I had a, I had a bad Christmas, a seasick Christmas, oh, no. but that's my fault because I cruise out of season because it's cheap and I, I don't go with any of the rules. You know, they say <laughs> you should get a cabin in the middle and I'm like, no, I don't want to, it's too expensive or you should do that. For me, you know, it's so it's 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 so worth it. It's fine. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, so what was? That's really sweet. It's so cute. Um, oh. I'm I'm like I said, I tra- I'm a travel creator too, and I get deathly travel sick. And I just think, what what am I doing? This seems like a real bad, I don't know, career choice when you get so sick, but you just push through. I, I'm like throwing yeah. up on the plane. Like this is great. Oh. <laughs> don't kill me. Yeah, I'd say you know. 95% of the time, totally fine. And if not, if they say, oh, we're expecting bad weather, I'm taking those seasickness pills and yeah. they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just pump yourself full. So generally yeah. on a cruise, you don't really feel it rocking. Is what no, I mean, it doesn't really move around a lot. Yeah, I used to play pool in the pub with my uh, family when I was a child. And we would get so annoyed if occasionally, like, the ball would roll. And we didn't understand. We'd like, that's a ghost. It was just, we were on a boat. We just forgot. <laughs> like, you wouldn't realize. Um, <laughs> You, you just don't realise, you know, you, you can sail away, you know, I'll be at dinner and be like, oh, we're, we're, we've left, you know, we're sailing now. Didn't notice, you know. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Flipping back onto the the YouTube creating side of things and like, there's no doubt, like, you know, the secret sauce for the, the, the first ingredient for great YouTube content is that you're passionate about it and like, you, you got that doll clearly Absolutely. right like it's in your blood um you are mm-hmm. so frothing over cruising it's not um which is awesome but then Guilty. like how did you develop your style you've got a quite a distinct mm-hmm. style now mm-hmm. but how like is that where you and, and maybe you could describe like that journey or what you what your content's like now but where it started like, like i always find that fascinating yeah yeah so i had um my industry shut down for a year, which stopped me from producing the content I used to make because I used to make, you know, cabin tours, ship tours, uh, footage of the places that I went to. And then all of a sudden, like everything was closed. Um, and they kept saying to us, you know, oh, it'll be three months till we reopen, six months till we reopen. And it was just over a year for us in the UK. I know Australia's just restarted recently. Um, but it gave me It's odd, but the shutdown of the industry is what really made my channel take off. And I don't know if I'd be in the same position if I hadn't had that, uh, because it gave me a chance to kind of sit back and look at, you know, what do I watch? What do I want to do? Uh, Rather than just doing things because everyone else is doing it. And I think that, oh, I think I need to get this done. Um, So when I came back and I started cruising again, I did the first cruise out of the UK, which was very exciting. It was all all press. Everyone was a cruise blogger on there. There was barely any regular passengers. We were just, it went nowhere. It was just really exciting. Um, But I thought, you know, when I watch something on YouTube, um, what I used to do is I used to do what everyone else did and do like a day one vlog, a day two vlog, like an everything. I didn't enjoy making those. I don't want to be walking around with a camera in my face. I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, but if I meet up with a friend when I've come back from a cruise, I'll say to them, oh, I booked this because this. Uh, I was worried about this. This might happen or I thought this would be good. This is how it went. Uh, and it's like a summary in 20 minutes or 30 minutes and that's kind of where I've ended up um because that's what I I would like to watch you know it gave me that chance to sit back and think you know why am I doing this 
Um, if I wouldn't sit and watch it, <laughs> why am I making it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's brilliant. So you've kind of gone for to interpret into ant speak, but you've basically, you've gone from more vlog style stuff that you really weren't that comfortable with and it wasn't yeah. like really performing well. Is that true as well compared to, and then. I mean, it was, yeah, it was doing, doing all right, right but um, you know, things like the ship tours and things, I used to go around the entire ship and film inside the gym and film in the spa. And on my cruises, I would never go in the gym. I never go in the gym on a cruise. Um, But before I thought, right, I've got to get everything done. Whereas now it's a story of what I did. If I didn't go in the gym, I'm not even, I'm not going to mention it. I didn't go in the gym and it's so much better for me. Just, it's just as if I've come back and I'm sitting down with someone and I'm showing them and telling them, you know, what I've done. If they want to see in the gym, they can just Google it. They'll find it. You know, they they know as much as me at that point. I didn't go in the gym. So speaking of that angle, do you then actually document your personal journey? I mean, is, like when you go on the cruise, you're thinking, oh, I have to get this, 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 and this, or do you just basically go on the cruise and say, I'll just document whatever it is I actually do? There's normally certain things I want to do. So I will say, you know, oh, I haven't cruised with this cruise line before. I've heard this, this, and this. During this cruise, I want to do this, this, and this. Um, recently, I did a cruise, and it had it has a skydiving simulator on the back. So one of the things was, when I booked this cruise, I saw the skydiving simulator, and I wanted myself to get up the courage to do it. But I knew that, you know, that would be hard for me. Um, so I will document it as in, you know, I do it in a chronological order, and I'll say, right, we're halfway through the cruise now. If at this point they told me it was broken, I couldn't do it, I would have been quite relieved. Um, <laughs> but... You know, but this happens. So it's really a story of, am I going to do the things I want to do? Is it what I expected? There's always surprises. You know, as as much as I I would think I'm pretty prepared for most of these cruises by now. Um, But there'll always be things that work well or things that don't work well. And it's kind of that story of what I thought before. And then was it was it how I thought? Wow. And does that mean you also have to carry your camera around with you constantly when you're on a cruise, always looking for well, opportunities? This can I show the camera I use? I've got it right here. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, yes. This is the thing yeah. that I film almost all of my stuff on. It's a, a D, DJ right. Osmo Pocket Two, right? It's so tiny. So this is what ninety nine percent of my stuff is filmed on, and that's not hard to carry around. I have it in a, um, I put it in a sunglasses case because it's bright yellow, so I don't lose it. But is this? <laughs> And it's my phone. I used to take out, you know, like my proper Canon camera. Um, but I don't want to be wandering around filming myself, filming other people. Like, they're enjoying themselves. They don't want a camera shoved in their face. So if I'm walking around with this, I see something and film it. No one even knows what this is, I don't think. Yeah. No one's going to look at yeah, it. Kind of look yes. at it. Yeah, it looks like a year thermometer. Yeah, like exactly. You take a temperature with, um, so it's like, oh, COVID, COVID safe. You're COVID safe. Yeah. That's what you're doing. But I think <laughs> that's funny. We went yeah, through the same funny. process, Emma. We have the same camera, and we went through the exact same process. I think as travel creators, you have this instinct, like, I need 100 cameras, and they all need to be out mm-hmm. all the time. And then you realize yeah. you have to carry 100 cameras, and everyone yeah. stares at you. But that little thing, I, we're the same. You pull it out in public, no one knows what it is. And the footage is premium. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, I want to film things as just as what I'm doing you know it's not like I've gone out to try and get a shot of this thing because if you do that you never get what you want it's never you know it's always closed or something once you've got your camera and I used to get up and do ship tours at six in the morning when no one was there um but then that's not what it's like no one else is doing that you know what I mean so if I do a a more kind of what I actually saw kind of video um it's so much better for me I enjoy it so much more 
Well, do you actually, um, do you feel like extra pressure to get like good footage or can you actually just relax and enjoy the cruise? Like, well, what do you feel when you're on a cruise? I did think about this recently because I thought, you know, I'm spending so much time taking pictures of every menu, every laundry list, like the prices of everything. You know, I've got everything filmed uh, vertically, horizontally on the camera. And I did think for a while, oh, maybe that I'm, I'm missing out on, you know, taking pictures with my family or, or stuff. But I look back at the cruises I took before and I took about... 12 photos and they were all of like road signs you know <laughs> I don't think I think if anything you know it's it, it makes my cruise experience better and it's it doesn't affect you know if I'm with someone on a balcony in a sail away and I'm filming something with this that's not going to really ruin it for anyone I don't think I don't really record you know I don't shove it in people's faces I don't really vlog I'm not really talking it's just oh I need to collect collect this stuff and then I'll kind of do a um, more like a voiceover when I edit the videos and obviously now that you're quite famous in the cruising well I, I said famous like that I meant literally you are famous in the cruising I it's didn't a, mean it's, to do yeah, that it's a strange yes, little niche it's odd but yeah yeah in, in niche, do you get stopped on cruises and people get a, you know after photos and yeah and yes that kind of thing? it's it's getting it's getting a lot more recently I think it's um because most of my audience are from America and when we when we restarted cruising it was kind of British only cruises around the UK and things so there were only a few, but my last cruise I did with an American cruise line and I could not walk from one end to the other. And it was nice because everyone was so nice and it was more kind of just seeing, oh, there's that nice lady from the stairs or, oh, it's the man from the go-kart track, you know, just to smile at and wave at. Um, but it's taken some getting used to. It, it's, it's really odd. That's not, I didn't start it about me, if you know what I mean. It was just, I had to be, you know, it's my story. I kind of have to be in it. Um, but it has been really good. It's just it's just taken me by surprise. Hey, just a quick interruption. We have the Creator Generation Discord community. Join your fellow creators from all over the world. We are here to help you grow, thrive, succeed, help each other be accountable and get it done. So hit the link, join us in the Discord. I look forward to seeing you there. I was going to ask, I mean, if with uh, you must have actually made the cruising industry so much money just by the fact that so many people have watched your videos and decided, hey, I'm now going to go on a cruise. Or even if they were already cruising people, you'd inspire them to go on, on more cruises, right? Yeah, I mean, I have multiple videos that have a million views. And I think, you know, I've got one video that's a million views and it's it's a cabin tour, effectively. It's I stayed in the cheapest cabin on one of the biggest ships. Um but imagine if that cruise I wanted to pay a million people to sit for a 15-minute video. Like, they couldn't even do that, could they? I don't think. Um, so, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I it, it makes more sense for me. I mean, cruise lines will invite me sometimes, and I'm kind of at the point where it's not worth me taking it just because of our, you know, everything has to be an ad. It's just hard work. I can make back the money through, you know, I work with an agent. When I'm on the cruise, we're selling that cruise. Um, plus, you know, I've got various right. other things going on. So it's it's an odd it's an odd I never thought I would get here this was not the plan you know this was just I just thought it would be fun it was something I did in my evenings and my weekends um but I've been full time for the last year and a bit now so something is going going well oh, yeah it? That's amazing. And I, w I want to talk about your, your cruising empire built around a YouTube channel, but what did you do before you did this full time? So I, I worked in data development for a group of car insurers, which is as far as you can get away from cruising. Yeah. So I did, I did like a maths degree at university, always very kind of not creative. Um, 
but it was nice for me to have, you know, I'd go to work, it would be very like, it's, it was just typing code. And then you'd come home and be able to like make a video. It's two different, you know, I don't really know how I juggled the two because I did the both for like five years. Um, but it's very, it was very different. So yeah, don't miss it though. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I can, I can imagine this, is a, this must be a better lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and then how did you build your business around a channel? Like what was it? I mean, obviously a lot of credits mm-hmm. start with ad revenues there first stop, but what, how did it develop from there? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I started with a website and I still, you know, half my business is probably my website. Uh, YouTube was just something that, that came along afterwards, but everything is linked together. You know, the content I will make, if I'm doing a lot of research for something, you know, um, for my website, it will be more you know, how big are cabins, here's all of the examples, how they compare across cruise lines, and then I'll put those stats into my YouTube videos. So I'm kind of using things both ways, but my website's very much, you know, very information-based, and my YouTube channel's very story-based. I launched a course in February of 2020, which was not the best time for the cruise industry. Um, but I did relaunch that again. And it did fine. You know, people had a lot of time on their hands. It was all about cruising on a budget. So I'm, I'm very much on the cheaper end of everything. Um, and I think it's really odd, but those people who were there throughout the, the shutdown, we've really bonded because uh, I used to do cruise trivia every week and things because everyone was there just to keep, you know, mm. keep the love of cruising going. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Now I kind of work with an agent and yeah, ad revenue. I'm quite diversified because I spent 2020, you know, uh, we started working from home from my day job. So I put more and more time into the cruising things. I couldn't see any results from anything because no one was cruising, but it was like sowing all of these different seeds for, you know, a year or two that now, I mean, cruising is it's absolutely booming now. Everyone just wants to get out, um, understandably, after the last couple of years. So, yeah, I think that's how it's worked out. Until 2020, it wasn't, it wasn't a plan to be a business. It wasn't a plan to be my full-time job. But when I came home, I thought I never want to go back <laughs> to the office and to that job. Um, so I was, you know, I spent every every waking moment setting things up, mm. just with the, crossing my fingers that it would work when everyone came back. Mm. Thankfully, they did. Because, I mean, my website, when cruising shut down, I lost at least 95% of my traffic overnight. Wonderful. And it took a year or two to get back to where it was before, which was, yeah, that was hard. Like, I could have just given up, but nah. Wow. Oh, congratulations. That's so sweet. Could have happened to Thanks. a nicer person, Emma. You're so lovely. <laughs> um, I'm just Thank curious. Um, he, I do a lot of, a lot of our, most of our income, I would say, comes from these brand deals. So I'm so curious about mm-hmm. you not really working under brand deals. And the thing that's kind of jumping out to me the most is the freedom you must feel. When you board this ship and you make your content, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And it was something I was kind of clocking when I was watching your videos. You were very polite about it, but maybe you were saying things like, oh, you know, you can see that <laughs> you can see that maybe the age of the ship is reflected in certain elements. And like there was such an authenticity mm-hmm. to it. Is that just yeah. such a great feeling? Like how, how is that for you? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's quite, you know, I'll say, you know, some cruise lines, uh, particularly the Italian cruise lines, they like their dinners to be a massive event. It goes on for three hours. People will be dancing. I, that's not for me. Like, I like to go in, sit down, eat and leave. So I will say, you know, for me, that's not it. But plenty of people love everything. You know, there's nothing that I don't like that someone else doesn't like. Um, So unless, unless something really terrible happened, but even if, 
even if, you know, the service is bad or something, I'll say, you know, it's bad. I think it's because they're understaffed. I'm not blaming the people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never want to get, uh, you know, any specific people in trouble or anything. But sometimes just policies are stupid. With the bra. You found the bra in the cabin. Yeah, you were so I did. about it. You're like, <laughs> so, look, the staff well, are very busy. Yeah. So we took a like a just a weekend cruise from uh, the UK to Hamburg, um, and I we found a giant bra in our cabin. <laughs> it was huge, like the size of my head twice. It was massive. Um, and so many people were saying to me, "Oh, you should get that cabin steward in trouble for that." Like. They had cleaned the room. It was great. They'd clearly, this had just fallen down the back of one of the drawers. And they work so hard. The people who work on cruise ships, they do like a six or nine month contract every single day. I'm not going to come in and get them in trouble. Am I? Like, how much effort was it? I found it quite funny. Um, So, yeah, I do say, you know, I do point out things when they're bad, but I don't want to, you know, point the finger at specific people who are working hard. I just, I think that's not good. But, yeah, and it doesn't really, you know... It doesn't really make sense for me to accept kind of free trips and things. If they are something um, that I wouldn't do normally, that's completely, you know, a bonus trip. So I'm doing a trip a uh, couple of weeks and it's a, a biking bike and barge cruise across Germany. Oh. I didn't even know that existed until they invited me on that. So I thought, you know, we'll give we'll give this a go. What's the worst that can happen? Um, but if it's a normal yeah, cruise... Yeah. <laughs> I think you know the next question. If, oh, what's no. a barge? How is a barge yeah. different to all the other books? Well, 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 I mean, a barge. Explain before Emma gets in, but a bike and barge crew is where you actually have to tow the barge with your bike along the tow path. God, can you imagine? It's, a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Only like... It's a very good workout and it's great Are for you teams. joking? Wait, is that actually really? No, being stu- that's not true. You would need so many people I don't even know. I really don't know. There's like 20 of us on this cruise. We're not strong enough um but this right. this this cruise is basically you know you get up you have breakfast you go for a cycle and the the barge goes along and then you meet it again for dinner or you go out for whatever else um but things like that like I would never have the chance to do that because I didn't even know that was a thing so I do work with brands sometimes like that but if it's a if it's a normal you know a week in an inside cabin that I would normally do it doesn't make sense you know I don't want to be you know, I want to do what I want to do. Unduly <laughs> influenced by the man. <laughs> so basically you have to have a fund to decide that basically lets you invest in going yeah. on these cruises and building more content rather than taking free trips from the cruise companies. Yeah, it just, it's just, I know it sounds ridiculous to turn down things, but it just doesn't make sense. You know, if I just book it myself, we can sell mm. that cruise, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah, it just, it's odd, I know, but. No, I think it's, it's a great insight to share. <laughs> like, it is a really great insight to share that a lot of creators need to understand when it is right to take on brand sponsorship and when it's actually more value for the creator financially, but also for your audience and that, like, future growth to not be brand aligned. So it does provide you other opportunities of growth yeah. that you would otherwise be hamstrung for. So like, it makes sense, but... Mm. It's, I understand it would be hard with the short-term dollar sign in front of you um, for a creator to be like, mm. I'm going to get a check for something I'm going to do anyway. 
Yeah. Um, like, I so think, yeah. yeah, I think for me, it's just splitting into, you know, people can tell what I spend my money on, can't they? And then occasionally, you know, I'll mm. do uh, a very expensive river cruise that obviously, you know, I've, you know, I'm working with the brand because it's got ad all over it because I don't know about, I think the UK has some of the strictest ad rules. If you get anything for three, it has to be ad all over it. Um, so, mm. you know, I think people can tell, you know, they can see where I spend my money, what I recommend, what I actually do. And look, speaking of your content, when I watched it, obviously it was good. I mean, it got me interested in I don't like boats <laughs> or, or the ocean, really. but um, it got me interested. Right? But let me just, I want to preface one thing. I think that the thing for me about cruising that really worries me is the fact that you are in the middle of nowhere with nothing around <laughs> yeah. you. And it's I, truly terrifying the expanse of what's not around you. So that's, that's, I want you just to understand from my point of view why it feels so freaky. I get that. But it in is many freaky. Ways, you, you made it. It, it, do you feel freaked out when you're on there? Sometimes you look at Arden across the ocean I, and you're like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I think it's quite, it's quite nice because you never get to see in real life, like I never see the sunset or you don't really see the stars in the same way as you do when you're out, you know, no light yeah. pollution. Right. It does get creepy when, you know, my, my last cruise I took to Norway, we had such bad fog that they had to do the foghorn every 30 seconds. So you could, <laughs> I had a balcony and you couldn't see anything. It was just white. And then this echoing like, foghorn in the back that was creepy um but it's cool i like it i find it really fun yeah it it kind of is but i think it's really cool that's not helping my phobia of, of unknown spaces. But, yeah, uh, I get yeah, that. Anyway, I, I digress a bit. But when I, when I did watch the channel, you actually did make cruising very accessible for me. And I actually, I never thought I'd say this, but I actually think maybe one day I'd like to go on a cruise. Um, providing I could generally see land from some distance away, I yeah. think I'd be okay with that. But it was really interesting because obviously we work with a lot of creators around the world. And one thing I realized after watching a couple of your videos was that you have a really good style that gets people into the videos quickly. You get them to understand what the context of the video is and then you keep, keep them watching. And I, I mean, I've seen a couple of little traits that you have that can keep people hooked and, and, and watching. I'm like, this is really smart. Oh, that was really smart. Oh, I like how you said that. And I'm like, this is really fascinating. But do you, are you, do you do that deliberately? Or is it something that just, just naturally comes to you? No, it's very deliberate. So I, my videos are almost, almost scripted they're not kind of read word for word but I know exactly what I'm going to say when and if I am kind of writing the story out and something happens later on I will think oh I've got to mention this earlier you know so when I took my last cruise there were some really rude guests um and I mentioned that on like day six or seven so I thought you know in the beginning I'm going to say everyone was nice apart from one person which I'll tell you about later which I am doing but it's that like it's that mm. writing it and then um reorganizing things yeah. I've got everything I want to say but it's creating a story that you know I do want I, I do want people to stay and see what that is you know um but it's just mentioning it because it'd be so easy not to yeah, and it works. It works really well because the moment you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I will be interested in seeing what happens later. But I think the key thing about it is that I'm not not prompted to skip ahead. I actually want to watch everything else to that point. It's like it builds so well. And I thought that was, that was pretty well done because not a lot of creators build that structure in. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to talk and it'll be fine. And then they're like, oh, why is my retention so bad? But I bet your retention graphs are actually pretty good. Now, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you look back a couple of years or it used to be, you know, sit and just talk. 
and and that was good for the time you know I'm glad I did it I think you have to get those ones just out your system and out the way um but the more you do you know I I spend a lot of time in the retention graphs and things and looking at the spikes and looking at any any dips and I said recently in one of my videos I said something and it was like oh you might not want to hear this but people dropped off (laughs) they're like I don't want to hear (laughs) like that simple you know I just said oh you might not want to hear it but the buffet closes at nine or something like it wasn't that dramatic um but i could clearly see it and now i will not say that again (laughs) right but like i think that's super cool to hear how like impactful something so innocuous like that is but then Mm -hmm. also the fact that you look and adjust and learn and apply like that's the that's the marker of good good creators right oh i Um, love it you know like you're not just Mm. oh people left why Oh, that sucks! I said something, and then they left. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna do it next week. Um, but you obviously, yeah. it, it feels like. You've oh, I love it. it. You know, maybe yeah. maybe it's the mathsy stuff maybe, in my yeah, brain. Definitely. Maybe it's that, you know the lo- the data logic stuff. But <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it. It feels also like you don't give people a chance to leave. Is that in? I don't know if that's in the scripting or the editing. There's no dead space. Like you don't. Like there is no chance for me to think yeah. about. No. Wander off to the like suggested videos on the side or check my phone, (laughs) you know, like none of those. Watching your videos, it felt like there is not, there's not a gap. There's no break for me to wander. Is that, is that in the scripting? Is that in the editing? Is that deliberate? I'm super fascinated. It, uh, I think both. I mean, if I, if I look at my script and then what actually gets in the video, I cut out quite a lot just because. If I'm editing it and I'm like, oh, I'm bored of editing this, or I've said something similar before, uh, I'm cutting it out. Like, if I'm not sure, I'm cutting it out. Mm. Um, and, yeah, even even though I plan my scripts quite a lot, I still cut out more from that, you know, when I'm editing it. Because I, I think people's time is precious. Like, I don't want to waste people's time. Mm. Uh, if I've already said something, I don't need to say it again or I don't need to show it again. But it's taken a long time to do that because, you know, especially if you've recorded something and you've taken four times to get it right, mm. you want to put it in. But sometimes it's just it's just not worth it. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say we have a, a good friend of ours, uh, Mario Juice. He's a retention director with Mr. Yeah. Beast's team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been on the podcast before and he talked about a lot of the things you've been talking about retention, like watching certain things and how do you basically tweak it to make sure people are always watching. I think he'd be very proud of what you've just said. But even he comes from a very analytical, um, mathematical background. And, it, and it's true, like having that mindset can sometimes really get you focused on what matters and what doesn't and cutting out the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it's small, it's small things like that, like saying you're not really going to hear this. But when you do that, you know, I could name 10 of those things I've said. So sometimes I'll say, well, I don't anymore, but I used to say like, oh, I can't believe I've got this far in the video without saying this. And that makes people think, how far are we in the video, I think. Um, and I've seen people dip off there because they're like, I've been watching this 15 minutes. But if you just leave them alone, <laughs> they don't notice. For me, I have this advantage of making videos that are different all the time, like different locations and different. For you, it's quite the same. So how do you balance creating titles and thumbnails that are unique and interesting every time but still consistent because you have an audience who are dialed into you for mm-hmm. really specific how do you how do you do that how do you strike that balance I mean it is tricky if I'm going to do the same cruise line to a same place that I've already mm. been to uh, because I like to do you know 
this is the the cheapest this the you know the smallest this the most this and that mm. um but often you know so i took a cruise over christmas it was an old ship with a british cruise line i knew no one's really interested in it most of my american audience don't know who that is uh but we encountered three storms on that cruise terrible storms oh, and uh that's the story there you know i didn't plan on it um but sometimes things just come up even if i don't really plan mm-hmm. on it it's kind of it's got to the point now where i have a base audience that i know will even if i do an older ship or something they're still you know some people mm-hmm. will still watch it but if i want to break out of it's interesting my videos do okay and then occasionally i break out of the cruise space and you get all these people who some of them hate cruising i don't know why they click on the videos um really hate it i'm like you clicked on a video called i took a cruise with a cruise ship in the in the picture and you're like i like oh okay it's quite funny um yeah but yeah i think that comes back to the you know sometimes i have cruises with my family that just cruises we want to do and sometimes it's ones i've picked you know i'll pick this ship for a particular reason or because i'm doing a lot of research for my website i can normally find out oh this was at this time this was the fastest biggest most exciting the only ship with this the most of the cruise ships have something that you know they want to promote (laughs) so are you coming up with your concepts beforehand so you've got an idea for your title and and this kind of thing beforehand and then sometimes you're on the ship three storms hit and you're like brilliant that's better than the world's smallest cabin (laughs) yeah normally yeah normally I'll be you know before I go on the cruise I will know um so I took a cruise with Cunard, which is a very fancy cruise line. It's the last, the our last proper ocean liner. Um, so bef- as soon as I booked that cruise, I knew it would be. I took a cruise on the world's last ocean liner, and I, I knew this, and I knew I needed a picture of me wearing something fancy. Um, yeah. Way before I got anywhere near the ship, it's it's normally planned out, unless something changes my plan. But not normally. You should have changed that one too. I found the world's biggest bra <laughs> on board. Yeah, <laughs> I could have. <laughs> Maybe that probably would be a separate video, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. The strangest things I've found on a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be quite fun. I have to say, Cunard doesn't sound like an upmarket cruise. I mean, oh, I'm sure it is, but the name Cunard sounds like a... Like a, a you'll say it with a weird. French accent. Like Elizabethan, you're like, oh, that's nice, but Cunard, it just sounds... No, it's, 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 it's very, very ballroom dancing afternoon tea. Um, fun. But then again, it's like, you know, I know lots of people don't want to do that. So I'll say, oh, this is great for you if you want to dress up. For me, personally, I wanted to wear my jeans by like day three <laughs> because that's just, you know. But it's giving people those options. Plenty of people will love it in the comments. People hate it. Uh, but I'm just showing it. I didn't make, I didn't make these decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, oh, actually, no. would you say you are a good person to cruise this? I know I cruise this because you've said you've taken your friends cruising, but are you like the kind of person who's like pointing out all these things or do you just let people enjoy the cruise? Because I love aviation. Yeah. And if you're ever on a plane with me, it's a painful experience. Because I will point out everything about that. Probably too much yeah. more than anyone else wants to know. Yeah. Anytime Fred and I go anywhere, like we were booking flights actually to Canada this afternoon. And he was like, oh, we could get this flight. 20 minutes earlier but the next flight after is a newer plane it's going to be nicer and it's like a three-hour flight it's like whatever like i don't care and then like every time we're walking onto a flight it's like see this one that's got the little wing tips and oh, this no. is, and then all of a sudden i start hearing this <laughs> yeah and then he stops talking about the plane it's like what so yeah is it like that <laughs> yeah 
I, it's kind of like that, yeah. Um, I think, Sorry. I mean, everyone who I, most people I cruise with, they've known me since the beginning of this, so they've kind of built up the tolerance to it with me. But sometimes I do hear myself and I'm like, my goodness, Emma, you know, like the Cunard cruise. Um, I was researching it before I went and when they did the launch in the shipyard, like some people died. And like, I know all about this and no one needs to know that, do they, when they're on the cruise? But I'm like, you see that gangway? Someone died there. <laughs> is that? And I was going to ask you. Like, maybe this is already the answer. But what's the weirdest thing you've gotten? Like nerdy, super nerdy cruising thing that you've gotten really excited about? Like the little detail or the like? Is there anything that you've just gone and caught yourself in the moment? Oh, this is the oh. nerdiest cruising thing to get super excited about. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if you look at my website, there's an awful lot about what happens when you die on a cruise, what? how people drown. <laughs> like, there's a whole category of that. There's whole websites dedicated to that. So I spent a lot of time there. Um, I'm not really interested in uh, the engines and stuff. Like I know some cruise ship nerds really are into all of that. But no, I mean, I'll talk about, oh, they did a refit. They cut this one in half. They put these things in. Um, but it, I want to see like inside the medical centers and the morgue. And that's what I'm interested in. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I should point out one thing here. At least on a cruise ship, you have a morgue. On a plane, people don't realize it. But when people oh. die on planes, there's no way to put yeah, them. They, they often have to go back into the seat they were sitting in and like they put a blanket over so there and they just sit please there. Please put your and chair no in the upright noticed, position. Anyway. Put them, yeah, put them in the bathroom. Just like close the door. I think only one airline had a body lock, which they got rid of because of, of space regulations. But I know oh, it's, really? it's terrifying. It's just one of the things you, you don't want to think about. Anyway, that's a tidbit <laughs> nobody wanted to know about. There Commander you go. Commando. Arnie, Arnie deals with that. That's exactly what happens. It, it, it's a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I don't think anyone's old enough to <laughs> what know what that? you're talking Old about, school Schwarzenegger. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Oh. And he, one punch, he kills the guy who's got him captive and puts a hat over him and has a great one-liner in a, in a plane. In a plane. <laughs> yeah, not on a boat. Out. Yes, give me context. Oh, speaking of terrible it. movies on, so on moving things, have you watched Speed 2? No. Mm-mm. It's on. Is it on you a boat? The, it's oh, on a cruise ship. That's on a boat. Is it? Well, that's not very fast. Have you seen Speed? No, I don't like that. to do with all those ones. <laughs> it's the slowest thing to hijack. <laughs> could, if, if all your cruising experience, could you imagine... A high tension, fast moving just shaking her head. vehicle uh, no. movie. No. I mean, they have go karts sometimes. <laughs> if you want to do on a go kart or a bumper car or ice skating, does that count? Oh, oh my god. god. This, this, oh, yeah. I've descended into I'm chaos. Sorry. I'm sorry. Andy's a little bit, little bit your man. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna go away, Emma and Wando. Push and drunk during that whole conversation. It's the evening oh, for you guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the evening. Yeah. He's uh, over, I haven't yeah. been drinking. I should have. Maybe I should pretend I have. That would maybe be a better excuse um, than <laughs> me being me. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Look, Emma, we, we're actually running out of time, but I wanted to uh, ask one more thing because um, you know one thing that connects creators very well to the audiences are things that. Um, the little bits and pieces they do in their videos that are unique, unique to them. And I like one of the things you do is your Britishisms, right? You do <laughs> oh, that yeah. Well. It's, it's a nice thing. And at first I was like, oh, I wasn't sure what it was about. And then after a couple of videos, I'm like, I started to look forward to them. <laughs> that's what I um, get. And I was like, this is, yeah, that's such, it's such a good little segment. How did you come up with that? So I, just by accident, you know, I thought, 
I'll try this one time. I'll see if my retention massively drops off. If it does, I will never do it again. It was an experiment. And the flattest bit in my retention, like this, I've never seen anyone leave, is the Britishisms. Um, just because I would get so many questions over and over again, because my UK audience is maybe 20%. The rest, most of them are from America, Canada, Australia. And I just get the same questions. So it was just a way to answer it to begin with. But now I get comments that are like, oh, I just came to see what that was. Like, I don't care about, you know, whatever the, the actual video is about. I just wanted to learn something. Um, I think I should collect them all and, and put them together into something at some point because it's been well over a year, you know, one, one a week. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You know, I learn a lot from it. I'll say, oh, I thought this was this. And, you know, people will always tell you you're wrong about everything so <laughs> I've learned a lot but it, yeah. but yeah no I used to be a bit worried that you know if I went off on what I thought was a a bit of I thought that was a bit of a sidetrack that's nothing to do with cruising um but it's only 15 seconds or something you know it's, it's very short but the retention yeah. graphs are never seen never seen a drop off there ever ever yeah, everyone loves them, and and I got to say, a lot of them are very they're very similar to you know because Australia. Yeah, we normally are, agree. Uh, share <laughs> yeah. a lot of heritage, but so we do understand a lot of what you're talking about. I'm sure the Americans are sometimes very yeah um, unsure about the language you use. But yeah. I was thinking, Anne, can you think of something that we use in Australian language that I've got one. Else? I've got a good one because okay. yeah. Yeah. when Phoebe, she was go. saying, when Emma was saying Cunard, the word nard. Do you use the word nard in? I know this is terrible, but you three were yes. two thinking it, right? So for well, us, I mean, a nod actually, is but... we, you have to now. <laughs> yes, See? I was. Okay. I was. A nod is a number two. A poo. Oh, okay. Oh, no. That's not very fancy. <laughs> yeah. The Q-nod. I was like, oh, I see. The Q-nod. Hence oh. why I said it sounds squishy. That's <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, norm- normally. So when you say, yeah, normally you guys will agree yeah. with my British things. It tends to be, you know, just not American things, because <laughs> yeah. most of my audience who yeah. are asking the questions are from America. Um, but it's good fun. Like, yeah, it, it took me by surprise that one. Yeah, I I always talk talk to to the Americans about like let's have a yarn. Like it'd be great to have a yarn, <laughs> and I get. You know, like you know, let's, and, exactly, right? and I get blank looks. Emma doesn't and know what that means. Like, have, yeah, a ch- have a chat, have a conversation. Have a, like, chat. A, a, yarn, oh. a, a yarn is a story. Like a, yeah, a yeah, and like, okay, you, you get like. I remember one one mm. one American was like, "Let's have a yarn. Oh, Aunt, I'll have a yarn <laughs> with you anytime." And I'm like, "Oh, oh. I love it." And then mostly, cute. I just get blank looks, and they're just like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually in meetings with Americans, he will say something and then they look at yeah. me and I have to translate what he said. It's like, oh, this is mm-hmm. what he actually meant. Yeah. It's like he's, he's speaking some yeah, version of English. We're bringing YouTube yeah, but, rituals into the yeah. real world. It's um, just giving it a try. We have no yeah. retention graphs in the real world, so we're not sure how it's going. But, yeah. No, just body language. Oh, and tell us they're like... I'm normally getting a dip. <laughs> Fred brings it back up, though. So we're, we're all good. Oh, I do. God. I have to. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Emma, I've got to say, this has actually been yeah. super interesting. I probably have about 15 Thanks. more questions, but we're just going to run out of time. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. This has yeah. been, like, fascinating. Like I said, you've you opened up the world of cruising for me, something I'd never, I'm ever so thought happy. I'd ever say. And I think I will one day take a cruise and I'll book it through your cruise line. So it just gives you, gives you a little bit Thanks back. So your, your cruise uh, agency. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, is it available to everyone around the world or is it just in the UK? Not at the minute, but I think maybe by the time you're ready because <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> so, nice. yes. If you keep subscribed, I'll keep putting out stuff for you. Then we'll get you in the end. There you go. Yeah. We'll awesome. get you there. Well, thanks so much for joining us and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks for all your nice compliments as well. I didn't expect just to come on the podcast to get compliments, but thank you. <laughs> it's been nice. We the generation. We're on the mic.